Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. I think that will be more studios, so pretty in physical space getting pretty, pretty, you know, they are not a vast, a vast majority of X spaces, but we are getting pretty small spaces. So those studios from 18 meters, square meters to 31 square meters, I think will be uh, one of the concepts. So people living in infrastructures, in spaces, in buildings that provide all of we can have, like co-working spaces, uh, co-kitchens, uh, and places how to use uh, and, and perform together. Mateus is the managing director at Meraki Group. He's also the chapter ambassador for Singularity University. Mateus also is an innovation and a strategic management and digital transformation consultant. He speaks about digital transformation, disruptive design, innovation, and creativity. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. Very excited to be connecting with Mateus today from Sao Paulo in Brazil. How are you, Mateus? Doing great. Thank you very much, Enrique. You know, I went to Sao Paulo in 2009, I believe. And I remember when the airplane was landing, the pilot said, we are approaching the airport in Sao Paulo. And like half an hour later, we were still approaching the airport in Sao Paulo. <laughs> it's such a big city. <laughs> yeah, indeed, the biggest city in Brazil. So, yeah. Yeah, and one of the biggest cities in the world too. So, so what a place to be doing the work that you do with which is at the intersection of innovation technology people organizations and of course real estate and i want to ask you to 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 open this conversation what do you what do you see are the trends of real estate office space physical space as we go forward in not only in times of pandemic but once we get out of this if some of the things that we've been doing, like working from home, will continue to, to exist? Yeah, in Brazil, here in Sao Paulo, I just shifted my role. So I used to be an innovation consultant, and now I'm working as a real estate uh, investment uh, executive. So as I'm, as I'm working in this uh, company called Vitacom, which is one of the leading companies in Brazil, performing the disruption of real estate sector. I think that will be more studios, so pretty in physical space getting pretty, pretty, you know, they are not a vast, a vast majority of X spaces, but we are getting pretty small spaces. So those studios from 18 meters, square meters 
to 31 square meters, I think will be uh, one of the concept. So people living in infrastructures, in spaces, in buildings that provide all of we can have, like co-working spaces, uh, co-kitchens, uh, and places how to use uh, and, and perform together. So the, the, the collaborative, the collaborative situation is, is getting pretty intense in those spaces. So the buildings, they are, they are developed to people interact together. Even though we are, we are talking about small spaces, living in small spaces, people are interacting together. So uh, going to a kitchen and perform a, a meal together or interacting in, in, in spaces that like uh, watching a movie or, or, or a theater, in a theater. So as I'm seeing right now, I think those interactions will be happening pretty more intense after the pandemic situation, of course, because unfortunately the social uh, interaction is not uh, allowed, still not allowed. But yes, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing a, a pretty intense uh, shifting of configuration, like studios and small spaces, because as as we are talking in, in São Paulo city, São Paulo is a, is the biggest city in Brazil, but it's not uh, performing just like Barcelona or other places that are configured to be a city. Uh, I, I will have this place to people to live and this place of, of park and, and entertainment. No, it's everything together. So hmm. uh, small spaces and terrains that uh, those companies can buy and, uh, and build, I think it's, it's pretty rare here. So uh, we are configuring those spaces to be smaller and uh, people interacting with each other. So collaborative yeah. work and collaborative yeah. uh, situations, that's like this. Now, how about the office space? What do you think is gonna happen with, with offices? Do you think real estate in the, in the sense of office space will continue to exist? And if, if it will, how, what will be different going forward versus what it was before the pandemic? Well, I, I think to, to say in this in this situation, I think we need to to know if people are performing better or working uh, far away of their working hours, because the next situations just shifted the way we see how we we manage and how we perform and how we deliver our tests. So, as I'm as I'm seeing by myself and by people that are used to work with me we see that people are delivering much more efforts to, to perform their tests, the daily tests, and working more hours, even though we do have a, 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 a free schedule now, because mm -hmm. you are at your home, you can uh, wake up anytime you, 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 you need or you want, because you need to deliver these this tests, and somehow, if we open a Zoom, Zoom call or Google Meet call or any other platform call, we just had our, our camera off and then nobody will see us. So are we there? Or are we just mocking with our, our, our leaders or the people they are dealing with, with us in, in the daily activity that used to be? Yeah. So I see that there is a shift not only in, in, in how spaces will be, but how people will perform. So we do have two main pillars. I, I would like to say that the enablers will be the technology 
and the mindset will be how people will interact with each other by by saying by social social aspects but also by infrastructure aspects like home office will be will be the the, the main concept will be people working by their 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 homes or they will need to to commute for mm. hours two hours i don't know a few three four hours uh, going to their their work places and then going back i think there is no be circumstance to do this anymore and technologies as an enablers like uh, vr i think will be a great opportunity we we are we are seeing the the, the market the startups and then the, the big techs uh, buying uh, VR companies yeah. and applying those technologies in those companies to to shift the the, the, the market in, in those spaces. So I, I'm seeing that there will be much more opening to to their uh, efforts, like people analytics and IoT as well, how to track in uh, emotions, people emotions, and, and yeah. if they are if they are performing in those in those aspects like. I can be a morning person, you can be a, a evening person, and that's all right as well if you perform. So there is no sense to, 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 to track the tasks of the, the, the people, the, the, the employees, by the, the, the work, the work yeah. managed, managed, managed by hours. I mean, if you are performing and if you are delivering, no problem at all. Yeah, there's another aspect to it, though, which is the fact that people think that not being able to be with each other. And I think for all of us, you know, we're doing this online now, but I don't think anything replaces the human interaction, the one-on-one in-person or small group human interaction. And of course, VR and augmented reality, all of these are technologies that will enable to get as close to that experience as possible. But the technology is not there yet to fully make you feel that you are with that one person as they look in the same room. So how, what do you think is going to happen with collaboration, you know, collision of ideas in the workplace, people seeing each other and, you know, in, a, in, a, in any workplace, you get together in the, in the coffee machine, in the pantry, in the water fountain, and, and then you talk to other people and then you comment about problems that you have with work and you exchange those ideas and that possibility does not exist right now in the online world. So how do you think all of these things will be affected? Collaboration, innovation, you know, those random, uh, you know, social conversations that, in, that eventually lead to, you know, some value for the organization. What do you think is gonna happen there? Amazing, amazing question, Enrique. I think there will be also two main ways to see this. We used to manage uh, people intelligence by IQ. So the, the, the quotient that managed intelligence. And now, nowadays, we're performing and we are tracking people's emotion quotient. So, so EQ is also considered to hire people and to see there will be a great leader. So, emotionally insane. So, we are taking those aspects from psychology and from social aspects. And we are trying to, to engage these aspects if people, of course, we all getting mad, we are getting sad, we are getting happy and have joy. So how to manage those ups and downs would be a great circumstance for people who are also leading with those aspects and nothing getting like burnout and 
not in getting uh, depressed. But in other circumstances, nowadays, I think we also have the digital quotient will be like how to manage people interaction between social and, and human aspects and also technology. So nowadays we, we are seeing like uh, baby boomers and uh, pre-generation from ours that yeah. they are using technology and first time they are picking the, a, Zoom, a Zoom call or a WhatsApp call or a cell phone, a smartphone and they are, they are like suffering because they, can, they, they don't know if they can uh, just press a button or not, you know, just like, uh, oh, is this, is this uh, we, are, we are opening something new or not for them? Yeah. So there, you know, how to manage those, those interactions between uh, generations, I think will be uh, the, 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 the major impact. So not only technology, because I think uh, generation alpha, uh, millennials, generation Z, I think they will pretty much interact and know how to interact. But we're taking the, the, our past generations, like baby boomers or other generations, maybe they will suffer more, suffering the aspect that, oh, I can do this or I cannot do that. Like, uh, they, they will be allowed to, 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 to present to them new technologies, like uh, you put a glass, you wear a glass, you wear bubbles and then you, 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 you immerse in another mm. world, physical world, tangible world, maybe, maybe not. Let's see. But I see that uh, in, in those aspects, I think emotional quotient and also uh, digital quotient will be together like never before. And then if we manage this socially aspects, like we are human beings, we need to be this social, we need to interact. Yeah, uh, but I think those interactions will be much more validated. We will, will be managed in, in other in other formats, which means uh, maybe sixty percent in intangible world like interaction, and then forty percent in, in in tech world, in digital world, which yeah. means uh, which means people analytics using data, using uh, tracking how how people interact. Uh, from each other's in, in those aspects. So I managed, I managed a, 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 a dynamic group uh, uh, trying to hire some, some leader and then I, 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 I analyzed all of these social interactions that performed in a real, real world and then I just analyze in the tech world. So you see there is, there is no sense that we, we are talking today in, in, in 21st century saying that we'll not be able to use technology because I think technology yeah. is already immersed in our daily activities. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you need to, 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 to know that emotional constant, creativity, and then how people interact with the others will be great. But we also need to see and uh, the perspective that technology will also uh, foster our daily activities like never before. Yeah, well, you know, that, that is fantastic. And one thing that I, that I want to bring to the table and ask you about is all this new reality of work, how we interact with each other, whether it is with technology or not, whether you are 
a baby boomer, say somebody who is 60 plus years old, or you are a Gen Z, you know, somebody who is, you know, like in the early 20s, we will require a lot of innovation to find ways to work better going forward. Because you said something before, there are 60% maybe in the physical world, 40% will be maybe in the technology world. There are people who will love working from home. There are people who hate working from home and they prefer to be in an office. But the fact of the matter is that we are going to be more, we're going to have to be more innovative in the ways we work because of not only because of all that's going on right now, because of the impact of technology, the new ways to interact with each other and whatnot. So my question to you is then, how can we uh, embrace innovation in the workplace to think differently about the way we work, not just to innovate for the company and for the products and services that the company is putting out there, but how can we innovate in terms of the ways we work and the ways we uh, you know, uh, uh, relate to each other in the workplace? That's amazing. I, I always consider this, this situation, oh, Enrique. And for me, it's the companies and people who are always facing and always breaking the rules in the aspects of status quo. So never accept what, uh, what we are living and what we are, people are saying to us, you know, always questioning and always looking forward to new perspectives and breaking those status quo. So like Apple used to, to, to be uh, when they, they, they were founded and great companies like Microsoft and, and other tech companies, even, even commodities companies, they are shifting mindsets and they're breaking those status quo to be uh, different, different in, in, in many aspects. For me, for me, in the human resource perspective, I think being diverse and being inclusive will be, you know, uh, we open will be uh, a great difference for companies because we need to to accept differences, mm. and differences will take us to another level, to another perspective, and we are seeing like uh, black people getting hired and in, 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 in higher in higher roles. We are seeing like LGBTI plus uh, uh, niche getting higher up, and then like IBM here in Brazil are taking uh, a great a great project to to hire people from from those niches. You no, know? uh, I, I think I think there will be uh, innovative in many aspects, but for me, will be accepting people will be the, the most innovation. Uh, Task and most innovation activity that companies uh, needs to, to to perform, and not only saying in their in their uh, papers and their culture, uh, you know, culture articles and and they needs they need to perform, they need to accept, they need to to you know, uh, saying like we we are the companies who will deal the innovation throughout this entire process, hiring different people. Hire, uh, be more inclusive and generate diversity because throughout diversity as a country, as a company, as a society, I think we, we, we take another step. You know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because very often we have all these companies talking about their values and how inclusive they are, 
But when you see the way they behave, they, they don't live up to those values. They don't walk the talk. And, and I love the idea that you're saying, well, you know, to be more innovative, we're going to have to be more, uh, you know, embrace more of diversity, equity, inclusion uh, of all groups, especially those that are different than traditional groups in the workplace making decisions. So I think that's, um, that's very powerful. So Mateos, as we, this has been a great conversation with some great insights about the, the evolution of the physical space. And as we wrap up this conversation, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions that I ask everybody at the end of the podcast. One of them is, what is your, if you can tell people one recommendation to start thinking differently and innovating more in the workplace, what would that recommendation be? I think stop thinking and start doing will be the most impactful uh, tip that uh, I will deliver because, you know, sometimes we just think, think, think and not act. And we start also to, to, to see as a future and future foreseeing, you know, and the, the foresight future, you know, we are trying to see the future, but the future is now. We are living the future. So yeah. I think also mindfulness is really impactful as well because, you know, we start, we, we take a deep breath and then we start thinking, who am I as a human, as Mateus, as Enrique, what I'm here and what I'm doing in this world. So start, start doing means also questioning yourself why you're doing what you're doing. So I do love uh, Simon Sinek's books and Simon Sinek's quotes because uh, he delivered a, a great uh, and impactful, uh, you know, uh, golden circle for me it's really impactful because we, we it's really simple three main three main questions uh, why we are doing what we are doing how we are doing and what we are doing but the why is pretty intense and pretty uh, insightful and pretty difficult to to question because sometimes you just do 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 as well you know they do our daily activities deliver our, our our tasks to to our leader and we are not questioning ourselves why I'm doing this. Yeah. So, so I, I, as I'm saying, stop thinking and start doing. I also say, stop doing and start thinking. You know, there is a pretty, <laughs> there is a pretty synergy in that. That's that's why that's why it's pretty difficult to be here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> very very difficult, especially in times where, you know, when we are required to both think more, but also do more, kind of like simultaneously. Exactly. But I, I love that because, you know, we have this, this uh, you know, fear of, you know, judgment or what's going to happen with what I'm doing, the innovations, and then we get paralyzed and then we don't do anything. And I think it's so important for us to, the moment that we have a product or a service of an, or an idea that we can experiment with and put it out there, we just got to do it. You know, I hear so many people like, oh, you know, I have this idea to make a great video, but I am like shy. I'm like, just put it out there. I mean, five years from now, you're going to look back and it's going to look very crappy, but it doesn't matter because you put, you became better by doing it the first time wrong. And that's, that's, I, I love that process. And Mateus, my second question and the last question to wrap up our conversation is the following. What are you the most excited and the most concerned about the future? 
as may, maybe many people watch it, Black Mirror or other movies, I'm concerned <laughs> that we are not having uh, ethical uh, and legal uh, issues to, to, to maintain those technology in order. I mean, many, many countries and many companies are acting because we don't, we, we still don't have a, a legal and ethical uh, paper or, I don't know, documents to, to establish international rule that how companies and how countries are managing those data. Mm. So we do have, of course, the, the, the California uh, data control. We do have here in Brazil as well, uh, in Europe. And, but, you know, the interests of companies and the interests of uh, politicians and countries are different. Mm. But we need to we need to trace, we need to manage those those informations and, and how how we we act as society, uh, but how we deal with information. You know, it's, mm. it's pretty it's pretty hard to use some applications nowadays if we do not accept the, the terms. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that many of us do not even read a, a line of no. their <laughs> wrote right there. So. I, my, my, my concern is how, you know, it, each day we are, we are processing more data, we are, uh, we are delivering more data to companies or to, to countries, and they are using by their own way, you know, their own interests. So how we, how we, how we can manage those situations to be a better society, not even uh, just to, to get more money to those companies or to politician interests, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and for the cons, I just said, uh, uh, I will add that the, the, the positive situation will be open more perspectives to us to, to, to you know, we never had this situation before, uh, this, this virtual calling, uh, platforms like Zoom or Google or Skype before, and this this allow us to perform better and yeah. you know connecting with other people from other places overseas and other countries. I think this this is simple ways you know to to perform better situations, but I think technology will open will be awesome, but we need to to manage. You know, we have we have the, the the enablers, we have the devices, we have the technology, like quantum computing. Now nowadays they are just saying that yeah. six six G will be delivered soon as well. Not even have five Gs here in Brazil. But, well, in, in the United States, it hasn't come totally yet. Yeah. So see, the the, the technology is is going far far away, far away. But yeah. how as a society we open our eyes and see and question ourselves. Do we need this or do we need to preserve our environment? Yeah. Because, you know, our impacts is getting harder to, to environment. Yeah. So I think we need to be more human in those aspects, you know, to, to, to preserve and to question ourselves what you are doing. And because technology will, will you know, will, will best, you will, will expand, will, will evolve. Uh, far, far, far more than our interactions. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that is absolutely true, and I hope that we question ourselves, especially in times like this when we have the opportunity to 
to pause and reflect, even though there's so much pain and suffering out there, we know that this is a great opportunity to pause and reflect about what we do. So Mateus, thank you so much for being with me in the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Enrique. Thank you. And everybody, thank you so much. Stay tuned for the next Hacking HR podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.